Welcome to the Constructing Greatness Podcast, where I will be sharing real stories with inspiring tradesmen and many other driven and passionate leaders in construction and various other industries. I'm your host, Nicholas Ofak, and I've been in the construction business since 1996 as a construction manager and have worked for some of the largest builders in the United States. I'm now a business owner entrepreneur, and partner in a firm where we've successfully managed to be listed on the Inc. 5000, America's fastest growing private companies, three years in a row. The main purpose of this podcast is to inspire and create awareness about the value of working in the trades and to educate about the great benefits and rewarding opportunities it can create. Are you ready to take this fun journey with me? Let's do it. Today, we have two young, energetic, inspiring gentlemen who started their business about two years ago. In fact, they founded MT, which is uh, roofing and sheet metal, early 2019. With over 30 years of experience in roofing, in combination of both of them, I'm really excited to have them on because we worked together on a project about two years ago. Actually, it was right before they started their company. Uh, written a house Savoy, and they were with their old employer. And I'm really excited for them to share their story on why they decided to take a leap of faith in themselves. Kevin and Andy, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us, Nick. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Excited to have you guys, man. And I just want to go back to us working together at Written House Savoy. It was a very challenging project because it was the heat of the summer. And, uh, you know, when you're 200 plus feet up in the air and, you know, you're doing those roofing systems, it was a challenging job, especially because it was a, what do you call it? A rip off, tear off system, a replacement system. Yep. A replace. Yep. There was two different roofing types. You you had a PVC roof on the lower roofs, right? And a cold applied system up high where there was just certain areas that they scanned the roof and they needed certain areas to be replaced because they had some, I guess, pre-existing uh, leak, you know, leaks and issues where the scan would, would show where those leaks exist. But back when you were with EDA contractors, Kevin, I'll start with you. In 2002, you, you started as a roofer apprentice for Local 30. Correct. You want to talk a little bit about how you got into becoming a roofer? Yeah, I can talk about that. So essentially, I, I grew up in, in the Port Richmond area of Philadelphia, and uh, a lot of the neighborhood guys were tradesmen, you know, growing up. So obviously, I, I had a son at a young age, and then I was helping my father uh, rehab houses, and he needed a roof replacement done. We were down in the Temple area, and um, he's like, hey, let, let, let's do this roof. So I'm like, you know, I, I've never done it before. I've never been on a roof. And, and he kind of, you know, we're up there, you know, torching a roof and, and things like that. And I kind of, you know, it was like, you know, it was a tough job at the time. It was tough. So, but I also had some family that was involved. My cousin BJ is a, is a foreman for, for the union for over a lot of years. And he got me in. So he said, you know, come in the roof and there's a, apprenticeship program, there's health benefits, there's a pension, you know, it's hard work, but at the same time, you get, you get compensated for the, the work that you do. Obviously, if you're showing up on time, you're going in. So, you know, he got me into the union and I was, you know, ripping roofs at 18 years old. So, Excellent. And that was uh, 2002 as a roofer apprentice. And then you were, became a journeyman in 2005. Is that correct? I did. Yes. Yeah. So I went through the apprenticeship program, obviously, uh, 
a lot of dumpster diving and a lot of, you know, job site <laughs> organization and things mm-hmm. like that. And, and I, I had to earn my stripes. So, you know, yeah. it, it was good because I, I came on a crew where it was a lot of older guys and, and the roofers. And back then it was, it was a different animal than it is now. It's more perfect, you know, not for, but it, you know, you don't have the beers in the back of the truck. You have V8s and all. So it's not like how it used to be when I came in. I'm sure mm-hmm. people at a certain age always say that. But um, so it, it was a learning experience in itself. It, it was an older crew. I was a younger kid. And, you know, I, I didn't really get a lot of the details. So I actually learned the grunt work of the setup, which I'm fortunate now, at this point in my life now. So, yeah, I became a journeyman. I had, you know, great foremen, you know, great leaders. We obviously, you know, went to EDA and, Kind of like just grew from there mm. at EDA, and you know it's a great company. They do more than just roofing. It's it's you know they do panels, specialty, they do, yeah, it's specialty, yeah. correct. So great it company. wasn't just learning roofing. You you start to learn the the construction end of things, like the whole uh, more than just roofing. So which was a great experience for myself. And then it was about what eight years later you became a foreman in two thousand thirteen. Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, like I said, I had a, a, and it all due to the company and, and the great foreman that I had in front of me. He, you know, he mm-hmm. taught me a lot of things, you know, how to set up the roof and, and, and things like that. What do you look for, you know, as far as coming in on time and not calling out and mm-hmm. late, you know, showing up to the job 20 minutes prior beforehand and the certain things that were non-negotiable. It was a great learning experience for myself. And then I was able to you know, take EDA's uh, foremanship program that they provided, which, which, in itself was a, a great learning curve. It was, uh, instead of starting at, you know, 50%, I started 75%. And then when I did take that role, it was more of, not trial and error, but it was more of a, a I was faster track to learning when you're on the job prior to going mm-hmm. through the, so yeah, that's, that's essentially. Excellent. And then as a foreman, you're, you know, what's your crew size? What was the biggest crew size that as a foreman that you were managing in the field? So it varied. When I first became a foreman, I, I was doing a lot of the waterproofing, the under slab. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a, on top of you know an aerial lift so you only can only have two to three guys and you know you're managing you know different you know elevations you know doing the air vapor barriers and things have got to fall within the roofing mm-hmm. scope of work so i mean it was up to six guys on, on certain mm-hmm. jobs eight guys on certain jobs it depended on the, the scope that we had on that particular project and right. the size of the job Correct. right got it and then in 2016 you became superintendent for eda and as a superintendent you're pretty much just you know, bouncing around from different projects, you know, as I, when I met you, you were superintendent and, you know, you were kind of the, the guy that would come and check on the foreman and just make sure they have what they needed and any support that they needed, you were there to help them, correct? Yeah, correct. The superintendent position was a, was a role that I didn't know fully before actually signing up for the superintendent. Role. And I think a lot of people understand that part before they take that position. It's a, it's a challenging one. It's just to say the least. So and challenging why? Because of you're dealing with a lot of different personalities. You're managing people, correct? It, absolutely. So you're, you're managing people. You're managing procedures. Yeah. You're managing the customer. You're managing yeah, well, the that too, yeah. site. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's everything. So yeah, um, it, you learned a lot. Your phone never stops ringing. You know, yeah. it's it's good news, bad news, and this guy that's bad, and this is late, and this guy's here, and it was a lot of you had to be very flexible for that position. Yeah. No, I, I got it. I, you know, what I do as a CM, you know, we we have superintendents who manage all the various disciplines and you can only imagine, you know, their phone going off from, you know, two dozen tradesmen. You know, they're they're dealing with all the foremen. It's crazy. It definitely Absolutely. can be crazy. 
And then in in 2017, you decided to go to the Community College of Philadelphia to get a construction management certificate? Yeah, correct. Yeah. So it, it was more of a... Um, it's not, I guess, what I'm becoming. So mm-hmm. I, I want to be able to challenge yeah. myself. I, I want to be able to constantly learning, constantly reaching out to better myself. And, and a lot of things are at the core of, you know, even when I was in my previous employer, it was a lot of like there, uh, it was something that I always wanted to challenge myself. And it, it was great that I, I was able to accomplish a lot of them things, especially at a role with being a superintendent that, you know, and, and raising a family and, and, you know, thing like everybody else. Like I have three kids, they play sports two dogs, a cat, a wife. Mm-hmm. So it was a challenge to go through the school, but I was able to tough it out. Excellent. How did you do? Good. It was a, it was a challenge itself, like especially taking some of the courses. And uh, for me, I, I wanted to go back into the classroom. So mm-hmm. obviously it's all pre-COVID, but it, it was yeah. a challenge itself because when you're in there with, you know, younger people, yeah. younger generation, it, it's a challenge. So it put me back into a role, even as a superintendent or, or a form like, it put me in different roles and being uncomfortable, but being comfortable. So it was a great experience. Good experience. Good. Great. And Andy, and just so you guys know, M and T, Kevin is the M and Andy is the T. And right. um, let's go to the T now. <laughs> Andy, you actually went to the Army out of high school, Correct. Yes, correct. Not directly out of high school. I had to experience a couple of things first. And, uh, you know, uh, I guess, you know, wasn't necessarily going down the right paths. And I think I was 20 when I, you know, one day I walked by a recruiter's office and I told him he had two days to get me out of there or I wasn't going to go because I, I knew I would have too much you know, time to think about it. You know, if I, if I <laughs> thought about it, I wasn't going to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, I went to the Marines first, the Navy second, and the Army third, and Army guy could get me out of there the fastest. So oh, okay. I joined the Army, yeah. Um, How was that experience? It was, uh, it was amazing. You know, I, I, uh, I wouldn't change it for the world. I, I wish I would have done more with my military career, but, um, you know, uh, definitely an experience, so, uh, something I, I feel as though uh, – any young kid who doesn't have much direction or anything like that, you know, should con- consider, you know, positive. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, mm-hmm. it's not easy like anything, but you don't realize it when you're there, how much fun and how much camaraderie there is. Yeah. You know, uh, I can only imagine. You know, but it's definitely a learning experience. So what did you like the best about it? I think uh, just the aspect of serving my country, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it was always prideful to, to mm-hmm. put the uniform on and things like that. You know, I got home uh, from basic training and uh, my schooling 10 days before September 11th. So, you know, it was a culture shock, you know, I got home and I wasn't, I was just hanging out. Next thing you know, there's planes hit the, the you know, the trade centers and yeah. the world changed after that, you know, you know, it they is. say, get your gear and get down here and, we're standing in America with, uh, you know, rifles and locked and loaded, you know, and mm-hmm. so it was definitely um, different. But uh, no, I, I love the military. I love the people and so, uh, meet people from all over the world. So it's yeah. definitely uh, fun. So No, good stuff. And then you got into flat roofing and sheet metal. When did you start getting into that and how did you get into that? So I had seen a relative, an uncle, my uncle, who uh, owns a commercial roofing company in South Jersey. I live in Pennsylvania, and 
he had asked me, uh, I was bartending at the time and he said, Hey, why don't you come work for me? And I said, nah, I'm not interested in being a roofer, you know, and I was busy having fun. And then I, I saw him again, maybe six months later and, and he, he didn't give me a, a it wasn't a, a question. He said, you're, you're moving to New Jersey and you're going to come work for me. And I was like, <laughs> all right, well, I guess I, I don't have a choice here. So I did. And I, I thought, oh, well, worst case scenario, I'll just move back and go bartend again. And I guess the rest is history because I'm still here. You know, I say once <laughs> you're a roofer, you're always a roofer. But I started to, uh, when I first started, I didn't know anything. And I was in the office as the vice president's assistant. And that lasted six months. And, uh, they, you know, my uncle said to me, he's like, you're not learning anything in here. You got to go out on the roof. And, I thought at the time it was punishment and turned out it probably was the best thing you could have done because that's really how you learn. And that's where you learn, you know, Mm -hmm. like I think the experience that you get on the roof is something you can't duplicate, you know, as a, and if you're going to want to do more in your career, whether it's estimating project management, whatever, those days on the roof will come in uh, very handy to say the least. So, and what was the name of that company that you were with? PA Nolt. Okay. Yeah. And then from there, where did you head to? Was that EDA then after that or? No. So from there, I um, I went to um, a company called USA General. And up there, I, I was a, I wanted to become an estimator. And I had said to my uncle, if, you know, hey, I want to learn how to estimate. This is probably eight years later, nine years later. Uh, I was bending metal at the time. And he said, uh, you know, I, I, I can't teach you how to estimate. You got to go elsewhere if you want to do that. So I essentially uh, said, okay. And uh, I, you know, I, I went to USA and became an estimator there and a project manager. And I worked there for roughly four years and um, ended up, it was a two hour, hour and a half drive each, each way every day and took its toll on me uh, going to North Jersey. So I ended up, I wanted to start my own company. So I quit there and um, started my own company and, at the time, uh, I was just getting it started, you know, really just the beginnings. And I got a phone call from one of the vice presidents of EDA. And um, it said that my resume came across his desk and would I be interested in a job? And I said, you know what? Uh, I think I, I would, you know, you know, maybe I wasn't ready to do the company at the time. So I think my wife probably wasn't ready either. <laughs> so I went to EDA and uh, I guess it was 2015. Yeah, okay. about 2015. So, and that was, um, that was an amazing experience there. You know, a great company. And, you, you know, you think you know everything until you, then you get to a company like that and they're head and shoulders above any place I had ever worked uh, as far as just structure, management, mm-hmm. everything, you know, the job, like, Amazing, amazing ownership. Ed, Ed is an amazing guy. And the, the entrepreneurial spirit that Ed has, too, you know, and, and all his people, anyone I dealt with at EDA, just good people. Yeah, for sure. And um, for six months, I worked there and I kept waiting for that shoe to drop. Like, well, when is this going to be not a real company? Like, this is something's not right here. Like, this is <laughs> shouldn't be this not fun, but like uh, mm-hmm. enjoyable working at a place, you know, a construction company. So, yeah. That you never dropped, you know. Well, that goes to show that you really loved what you were doing too. Correct. I did. And um, I think that's, uh, 
you know, once you start to really understand roofing and, and construction, that's when it becomes enjoyable. And you, you know, at least that was for me, you know, uh, once I, it was like a light bulb went off one day, kind of, I guess you could say, and I really started to love what I was doing, you know, which is, you know, there's not much glory in roofing, I guess you could say, but, um, <laughs> no, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, and I have something here, guys, I wanted to show you a little, little something that you, you guys sent me. And, uh, you know, I, I have it here in my office. I, I look at it often and uh, I want to read it because, uh, you know, it's stuff like this that really, you know, motivates me and inspires me that I had helped you guys in, in, in any way. And let me just read it. It says, Nick, just wanted to say thank you again for having a hand in helping M&T to get our very first project. We also wanted to thank you for helping inspire Kevin and I to take that leap of faith and go out on our own. You may not have known it at the time, but some of the conversations that we had at the Savoy truly helped us get to where we are today. I really appreciate that, guys. And, and um, the conversations that we had there, they were a lot of fun. And I didn't know it at the time that you guys were considering on already considering on on taking that leap. And, uh, you know, I'm really proud of you that you guys did do it and where you are now. And I see you have big drawings back there that you're estimating. And so how has work been for you guys? It's been great. You know, uh, we've been, um, knock on wood, uh, we've been steady, you know, things could always be better. We, we chose to do this at a, a crazy time. You know, uh, I gave my notice at EDA and, um, we, you know, and a couple of weeks later, uh, COVID hits, you know, it's, but again, you know, we, uh, we've been plugging away, you know, uh, we just got our largest project to date, which is a, a huge accomplishment for Kevin and I, you know, it was what we, what we uh, really left, you know, to do was, was stuff like that. So go ahead, Kevin. Oh, well, just to, to touch back on the letter, Nick, it, it was something that was genuine and, and it was something like you said about the conversations that we had out at, at Savoy and, and you telling us a little about how your company and, you know, the ups and downs and, and, and everything in between it. And it kind of just, it was an inspiration just because, you know, you're human and we saw the stuff that you went through and it was like, okay, so it might not always be great with them when it's great. It is great, but it might not, you know, it's going to be bad times and up downs. You know, you said you went through a little bit of that roller coaster and, and that kind of was an inspiration for us. And that's why we, uh, we definitely want to send you that also. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. And, and guys, just keep in mind, you know, I'm going on seven years now and it's still a roller coaster ride, but I wouldn't want it any other way. <laughs> yeah. Have, have fun with it and just keep, you know, remember to celebrate the little wins, you know, and, and uh, just stay positive, you know, stay positive. And, and you guys are and you guys are going to do great. So you touched on a big project that you just landed. Can you tell us a little bit more about it or, or anything else that's in the works? Yeah, so we're, we just got the project. It's five buildings. They're tear-off roofs, five different buildings in one general area. It's a TPO system. Um, yeah, it's a big project. And then uh, I'm currently bidding another really big project, which is a high-rise in Center City that will be even larger project than the one we're, we just got. So uh, we're just trying to uh, stack those jobs up and, and you know build our resume and our backlog and keep work on the books for moving forward. So no good stuff. Where would you like to see your company, Kevin, in five years? Uh, growth. It's more of not like, I guess what we're getting from the company, it's more of what we're becoming. So that's big. It's, um, 
being very competent. We want to be a competent subcontractor, roofing and, and sheet metal. So we know the, the little, like you said, the, the little ones, the little things that, you know, that develop into big habits. So we want to make sure our habits are, you know, it's safety, it's quality, it's all them things, it's building trust, it's communication, it's, it's doing the things that we say we're going to do and then follow through with that. And they're the biggest, they're the biggest things that we think that are important moving forward to get us to be in business long term. Now, excellent. Well said. And, and one thing I want to tell you about these two gentlemen, you know, me as a construction manager, general contractor, what I'm looking for in subcontractors, obviously it's communication, but, but just responsiveness and the responsiveness that I've had from my experience from these two gentlemen is second to none. So you, you guys are headed in the right direction and just keep, you know, keep that communication, you know, that responsiveness and just everything that you, you know, you just, you just spoke about and you're going to build that trust, you know, and, and it's going to happen, you know, quickly for you because you guys absolutely have what it takes. And again, I'm proud that you guys took that leap and uh, you're doing well. That was the scariest part was, was taking that off. Um, it sure it, is. It really is. I mean, that's the most, <laughs> uh, the most challenging part of it all was kind of just burning all the ships and, and heading in that direction. But it was people like you that, that reach back and kind of, give us, you know, some words of wisdom. So no, yeah, we, awesome, wouldn't, awesome. We, we wouldn't have been able to do it without people like you and our wives, you know, for sure. But the support of our families, you know, uh, yeah. that was a huge, huge thing. And, you know, there's, there's ups and downs there too, but you know, mm-hmm. uh, at the end of the day, uh, you know, they, they've been there for us. Yeah. So. Yep. Our biggest supporters and cheerleaders. Yes. That's what it sounds like, because, you know, mine certainly is. So, Andy, you said that you knew you wanted to, you know, have your own business at some point, And that was a while, while back. Kevin, how about you? Did you know that you wanted to have your own business for a long time or did that just come about, you know, a little bit before, you know, when you guys took that leap? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I did want my own business. I did. So I tried it at a younger age, obviously. I um it was like I said, it was, it was more of a learning experience and the things that I had to grow from, you know, so there was a lot of things that I had to, you know, develop over time. And it was kind of things, like you said, it's like a ups and downs. So you had to learn from the ups and downs. And, and at that time I probably wasn't ready and I'm glad that I, you know, I wasn't ready because there were some more things that I had to learn. So yeah, I, I didn't always want to inspire to, to make that leap of faith, but uh, I don't think it was, uh, I wasn't in the cars at that time. And there were some more things I had to learn. And it's a really leap of faith, though. You know, I, you know, I think about this often. You're taking a leap and, and you're taking it and, you, and you're putting that really that faith in yourself. And if you if you trust yourself and you know what you're capable of, right, who better to put it in? Right. Absolutely. 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 That's, that's kind of where we were at with it. You know, Kevin and I, we said to ourselves, you know, we would talk all the time. We said, if we can do this for EDA, a multi-million dollar company that's, you know, we're doing the largest projects, the hardest projects you, you could ever imagine. Why couldn't we do it for ourselves on a, a much smaller scale, at least to start? Because you can't start at you know at the top. I mean, that was the you know that's kind of where we, we we said like why couldn't we do it? You know, we do it every day. The big difference is you know you can't go home and just shut everything down. You know, if oh, no. you have your own company now, and then of course you make time for you know for your loved ones, your family. But, uh, you know, having your own business, it's especially in the earlier years. Don't get me wrong. You can structure your business and you can have your downtime, you know, the way you want to. But you that early on, you want to build, right? You want to get your name out there. You're putting a lot of time and effort to do that, as I'm sure you guys know. 
Uh, but yeah, it's not like, like when you were uh, working out in the field, you, you have your tools on, right? And then three o'clock, three thirty comes and uh, tools are off and you're done for the day, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's gone. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's good. It's, it's about having that balance too. It's about having that work balance, that family balance, that friend balance. And, and obviously they're harder to find with the COVID and all, but you got to somehow, you know, find time for yourself to, to read, reflect and build and then have time for your family and sports and, and things like that. And it's all a balancing act, you know, it's, and those were, and those were also uh, reasons why we wanted to do this, you know, and uh, was to, to, you know, obviously you start out in the beginning and, and maybe it's, it's, I mean, it's a grind every day, but you know, there is the hope is to have more opportunity to be around your family and to, to, to your kids. I was traveling to and from EDA, you know, uh, an hour each way. It wears on you, you know, and um, not that there's there's different hangups with mm-hmm. your own business, but, you know. Well, you're making your own schedule. You know, you're creating Correct. your schedule and, and you manage it how you want. You don't have anyone to answer to, you know, other than obviously your partner, you guys, you guys figure that out together. Well, you, ha- and you a have customer. Your, and a customer. Yeah, a customer. And, a customer. and I was just going to say, and, and the wife too. You, <laughs> you wife. have to answer okay. the wife. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. And speaking of family and kid, and obviously you guys are both family, family men. I mean, what I know about you and what you've already spoke about, but outside of family, you know, the kids, I know, I know they're in sports and they're doing this and that outside of that. What are you guys passionate about? Kev, you want to start? What are you passionate about outside of work and family, which I know you're passionate about both of those? Uh, I tremendously like to read. I I like to, you know, find new books and and things like that. More on the, you know, positive self-help type side. So I read tons of books, you know, I just went out today and got you know, two more books. That, that, that takes up a lot of the time. And then I also like to golf and you know, recreationally and great, you know, social distance sport. So it's, uh, it's something that I find that I, I, it gives me that balance where now I can get, you know, I have four hours once a week, you know, I don't do many things like I used to. I don't go to the and play basketball like I used to. I don't mm-hmm. assault balls and baseball. Team, you know. Golf is my balance to be, you know, maybe – hours a week that I can get for myself to so obviously read golf and then you know obviously not a lot of traveling you know at the moment but that's essentially what I do extracurricularly I can relate to almost all that good stuff (laughs) (laughs) how about you Andy I would say the same similar you know uh, I love golfing as well I don't get out as much Um, I'm a a two-year-old and a four-year-old, so they're, they're a lot to handle you know but um, I definitely love golfing and when I'm not you know, with my family or doing that, you know, I love to, again, read. I, I like to learn. I like watching um, how-to videos and things like, you know, uh, always with construction. I'm always, you know, trying to learn something new about something I didn't know how to do or, or whatever, or projects around my house for that matter. You know, like I have an older house and uh, there's a lot of work to be done here. So I enjoy that, you know, uh, just fixing it up, doing it myself. You know, I, I, I hate, you know, uh, Paying other other contracts. Yeah, sure. Then <laughs> <laughs> um, again, there's mistakes that come with that too. So no, I get it totally, totally. How did Ed take when you guys decided to take the leap of faith? How did he take it? Because I mean, you have two good guys that that are leaving. Just curious, you know, if you just a quick story on on how that all went down for the both of you. Ed is the owner of a VDA who who I've done business with for I guess over 15 years or so, and. But anyway, Kev, you go first. Uh, so it, it was more of um, me leaving. It, it was a, it was kind of like a more of a 
I guess why, you know what I mean? So I, I kind of explained some of the things and, and like I told him, he, he's more of the Yankees of, of the construction field. Right. So he's by far, you know, awesome in compared to, you know, especially contractors. So it was, you know, we left them, you know, good terms and, you know, this has always been my dream. So it's something that I wanted to uh, at least inspire to be. So it's more of um M&T moving forward, it's more of like, how are we going to develop and, and move forward? Yeah. I mean, I'm asking guys because a lot of people in this business take things like that personally. It's how I know Ed, you know, his entrepreneurial spirit is like no other, you know, that, that I've met in this business. And what he's done to build his business is quite incredible. I can only imagine that he would have been totally supportive of you guys trying to do your Correct. own thing. He was, you know, and uh, we, we didn't leave at the same time. So it wasn't like a, a situation where we broadcast it to everybody that what we were doing or what we, what our intentions were. But when I spoke to him personally, I was also dealing with some health issues at the time. And uh, so, but I said to him that this was a, a dream of mine and, and, and he couldn't have been more supportive. He, he said, you know, listen, he's like, you're not going to ever get that out unless you try it. You know, he's like, that will never go away. He said, if you ever need anything, you know, he, he would, his door is always open and, you know, he was just, he's an amazing man, you know. I, I would, I you don't want that regret, that. right? You don't want that regret. Right. No. Yeah. So yeah. He, he was awesome. Yes. Yeah. No, awesome. And I, and I kind of knew how you guys were going to answer that. Good stuff. So what are you guys most active on social media wise? So currently we're active on, obviously, uh, Facebook. We're kind of getting into new things with, with LinkedIn and kind of learning mm-hmm. you know, how we can use that as a tool for marketing and and things like that. So it's all been a learning experience and a learning curve. So like you said, we have we're a website as well. Website, uh, com. Uh, we're on Facebook, MT Contractors. Yeah, so. I see some of your posts. Awesome. I mean, I love the whole safety aspect of it because as a roofer, that that is the most important. Uh, yeah. it, it, it's I mean, it really, really in our in our industry period. But you guys being, you know, doing all that high work, you know, there's there's definitely some special requirements there. Absolutely. It goes to it's actually a special thing to me. Like I, I would want your son to work for our company to know that we're safe. So it all goes back to that. I would want you to feel comfortable that they know that they're going to be safe at the end of the day. I love it. I love it. So you said your website address. If someone were were to want to get in contact with you guys, what's the best way to do that? Cell phone, email, website, or Facebook, I would say. Okay. Yeah. All right. So go on the uh, company website and all the contact info's there. Yes, sir. Okay. Excellent. If you're a young guy looking for a job and you think that construction or roofing is for you, you should certainly reach out. We want to uh, shape and mold the young guys that, you know, people don't understand sometimes that there's a lot of money to be made in, in construction and and in roofing. And, you know, uh, we start doing prevailing wage work and things of that nature. You can make 60, 70, $70 an hour, which, you know, over a hundred K as a, as a foreman. I I think sometimes it, uh, there's a bad rap there. So. Especially with that, with the overtime, you know, possibilities too. They can do extremely well and at an early, you know, early stage of in, in their career. And and that really leads me to, you know, really my final question, gentlemen, is if you're talking to someone that's listening right now that's interested in construction, you know, they don't know 
you know, what trade, but they know they have some interest in using their hands. Kevin, you start. What would you tell, you know, a young 17, 18 year old in high school, even someone that is in college now that realizes it's not for them and they want to do something different and, and is interested in the construction industry? What would you tell them, you know, how to start? I would tell them to start. I, I guess it would go off a lot of experience for myself. It would be, um, you know, college isn't for everyone. It, it, it's something that, you know, you like to work with your hands. You like to, um, you like to be outdoors, you know, you, you like uh, challenging things, you know, you like cha- challenging environments and, and building. So for the kids that are in college or, or the kid that's coming out of high school, you know, get into maybe a summer help and see if, see if you, you know, even like the trades or you, know, you, can, you can do something for, for, you know, over the summer, you know, it could be any trade. See if you like it. They have, you know, helpers before you become apprentices. So if you're talking strictly union, I mean, they have an apprenticeship program. That you, so you're going to learn your trade. You're, you'll have you'll have that capacity to become a master of that trade, you know. So and then there's developments with that, too. And then once you get into that spe- you know, special trade, there's also different phases of that trade. So it's endless. So I, I see any kid that is thinking about, you know, getting into some type of construction field, you know, just just try it out. I'm, I'm telling you, you'll be surprised at how much stuff that you learn and it'd be challenging for you. Yeah. yeah. You bet. You'd be surprised. You might be in this industry for the rest of your career. Then. <laughs> and that's not a bad thing. No, but I mean, no, but I mean, look at you guys. And this is some of the examples that I really want to show is, is you guys, you know, perfected your craft, you know, if you will, and you converted that into now a business. And if that's something that they want to do, in my opinion, perfecting your craft in construction, whatever trade you're in, I think it's one of the easiest ways, one of the easiest paths to start your own business because you're knowing that technical side really well. You know, you just have to fill in the gaps on the on the other end, you know, what you guys are already doing. You know, just the marketing and and just the pieces, you know, of of the business that, you know, you were in the field, you were in the office. You know, that's a great combination right there. You know, you chose your partner well. You know, there's just so many possibilities, you know, in construction. And again, guys, what what you're doing, love to see it. And I'm going to be following your path and we'll grow together, man. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Nick. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, thanks again for sharing your story. It's going to offer a lot of uh, a lot of help for anyone that listens. I really believe that it's inspiring. And thanks you. Thank you again for sharing, guys. All right. Thanks, David. Thanks, Nick. Talk to you soon. Yep. See you, bud. Absolutely. See ya. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Constructing Greatness podcast. If you enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, you can reach me directly at nicholasofac at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening.